When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Yo, Mike Tannenbaum joins us here on New York Game Day. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, great to be with you guys. And uh, yeah, lots going on in the NFL right now. Lots of going on. We haven't, by the way, we haven't hit my locks of the week yet. We'll do it this hour as well. So Mike, of course, can chime in and tell me how wrong I'm going to be like he always does. Guys, let's, let's follow up with what we just heard from Rich Samini. And, and as I said, when we, take, when, when we took a break, two red flags there for me. Number one, the fact that Zach Wilson did not have a good week of practice. And number two, guys in the locker room are wanting, uh, and, and I'm reading into the comments, Okay, I'm paraphrasing. This isn't what Zach, this isn't what what um, Rich said, but I what I heard was guys in that locker room are missing Joe Flacco. Mike, let's start with you. Your thoughts on on on, on those comments from Rich Samini. Well, um, you know, it's a really interesting discussion because again, I think from a Jet perspective, guys, like I don't think it matters if they win three games this year, five, nine. You know, what's really consequential for their future is to know what they have in Zach Wilson, and he needs to play and needs to play a lot. And I understand from a player perspective, and I'd love to hear what Kiwi has to say about this, Anita, but, um, you know, some veterans are, are going to be saying, like, hey, I don't know how many years I have left. I want to win every possible game. And, you know, Joe Flacco, when it's all said and done, by and large played pretty good football. Wasn't perfect. Um, doesn't have great mobility, but he's played pretty good football. So, I understand, uh, you know, how the Jets are trying to thread the needle here, guys. Um, but Zach Wilson just has to play. Yeah, I, and I'll I'll take that one. I, I said it last week, right? So there's a couple schools of thought. Like when you're a young guy and you come in, like you're trying to just set up a team. You think you're going to play forever. You think like, oh, the season is long. You're going to have this long career. And so you want the guy who's going to be the quarterback of the future so you can start – building chemistry getting a rapport and and all those kind of things and you're looking okay maybe this isn't our year but maybe next year will be the year when you get older and you know especially like i played on one team right played nine years with the giants but i had other guys who would come in from other teams and guys would play a decade in the league and never had a playoff win like it is frustrating to be on a team and to hear that kind of talk, you know, being being taken seriously to say, oh, it doesn't matter if we win da, 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 here and there. Because by the time you get to year, I, I don't care. I mean, like for me, it was probably like year five, six, seven. You start looking at the longevity of your career like, OK, like by, by a certain point, your good knee becomes your bad knee and then it becomes your, your good knee again. And you're like, I don't know how much longer I have you know, in this game and you just, you hit the nail on the head. You just want to win right now because you also have seen a lot of teams become disassembled, you know, at the end of the season because they didn't perform. And so what was told to me a lot of times is like, Hey guys, if we don't get it together, like as much fun as we're having playing ball together and hanging out and, and all this and that, if we don't 
get wins, we are not going to be here again. You know, like this is this is this team is never going to be assembled again. And some of us are going to be at home looking for work. Yeah, there's 31 other teams where you can go out and you can play, but not everybody's going to get that chance. So, yeah, like I, I look at it from now, you know, I'm turning 40. I'm out of the game and I can look at it from, you know, a little bit more objective as a young guy, I would think. Yeah, let's 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 get Zach in. Let's let him play. But as an older guy, it's like, hey, man, we got this year. Like, I'm not worried about next year. I'm worried about this year right now. Um, you know, heading into this game, you know, I just wonder how much pressure is going to be. And, and Mike, I'd, I'd love your thoughts on this. How much pressure is going to be on Zach Wilson, knowing um, how much that locker room really uh, admires and loves Joe Flacco? And granted, didn't look great last game. But there was some talk heading into week three that Joe Flacco gave this, this, this team a better opportunity to win. How much pressure knowing that and, and hearing from Rich what that locker room feels like right now, how much pressure do you think that is added to Zach Wilson heading into this matchup? Yeah, you know, Anita, for me, like the most pressure on Zach Wilson should be from himself. I mean, here's a guy, you know, he's a top pick in the NFL. He's got to go play good football. And by the way, like, you know, Rich touched on it a little bit. I heard most of his interview, you know, just in terms of, like, he's got to distribute the ball. You know, like, Garrett Wilson's coming along. That's great news. But they got a talented player in, in Elijah Moore who needs his touches as well. And um, if I'm Zach Wilson, I don't care if it's Joe Flacco, Joe Montana, or whomever. Like, I got to believe in myself, and I got to go play good ball, and we got a chance to go in and beat a really good Steeler team. And I'm a better quarterback than – um, Mitch Trubisky and let's go you know like I'm the best quarterback on the in, in that stadium today like that needs to be his mindset and the way you win your locker room over Anita and, and we all know this is like go win go play a clean game don't turn it over a punt's okay and you know know when to take chances um, and, and distribute the ball and what we know about this this Pittsburgh Steelers team is that you know this is a Pittsburgh Steelers team they don't have a very explosive offense with Mitchell Trubisky and as uh, and as we pointed out not too long ago no TJ Watt defensively uh, hopefully not as much pressure as he would get if Watt was 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 lining up on the opposite side of the offensive line when we come back we'll give you Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week also we haven't heard Mike's uh, reaction and and analysis and opinions in regard to how the Miami Dolphins. Uh, have handled the Tua situation. So we'll dive into all that next. You're listening to New York Game Day. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, Amanita Marks here on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. It is time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. So with that being said, um, you always like to unleash them right here on the show, Mike. What is it? What's week four, Bomb of the Week? You know, uh, going back to the game we've talked about, guys, I like the Steelers um, over the Jets today. Probably not as much about... um, Zach Wilson, but really more about um, what Rich Me touched on, which is the left tackle, Connor McDermott. And it's one of these things where, you know, matchups to me is what the NFL is all about. And I just think the Jets are really going to struggle to protect, you know, be it Joe Flacco today, Zach Wilson. And what's really hard from a front office perspective, guys, like everyone deals with injuries, and I'm not making excuses at all, but when you have multiple injuries at the same position, Makai Becton, goes back to him then you bring in Dwayne Brown you know he gets hurt um and now George Fan gets hurt that's that's really hard and you know they really got to think about staying balanced today because you know you think about guys like Alex Highsmith I know they're missing TJ Watt but I think this is just a really hard matchup for the Jets up front Tannenbaum's bomb of the week again brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life is it Samwell Pain Dot com. Mike, this is our first chance to have you on to talk about what happened with Tua. Of course, just to rewind, we know the push and shove that happened in the Bills game. His head goes down. Surprised. Some of us shocked, including myself, that he was able to come back and play the second half. And then a horrific uh, what we saw what happened on Thursday night against Cincinnati. And now the fallout, the independent outside of the Miami Dolphins st- medical staff was fired yesterday that was breaking news where this all stands right now what's your take mike well you know generally in life guys if you don't like the result you have to change the process and none of us like the result you know we're all privileged to be in and around the game kiwi you've played at the highest level um so you know for me you have to go look at the process and to me uh, the process needs three very fundamental changes like number one Gross motor instability. When a player looks like what Tua did against the Bills, he should be out, period, end of story. It doesn't matter if it's orthopedic, neurological, just take that out of the doctor's hands. So that's easy. That's number one. Number two would be, and I've talked to some people around the league this week, any player that has a concussion, make them ineligible for the next three games. And here's why. Players sometimes need to be protected from themselves. Some of them have shorter careers than others. And if they say, hey, I'm okay, when they're really not okay, we may have some really healthy players miss a game or two, but isn't that a better result than you know what we recently saw, which was, you know, Tua's second concussion. We'll never know if that was related to what happened in Buffalo, but it sure seems like it did. And then the third thing is, um, I don't think a lot of people realize this, guys, but as of right now, the way the rules are written, even though there is an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, the final say actually rests with the team doctors. So, um, and I'm not saying that the Dolphin doctors did anything wrong. We don't know. There's an investigation. But what I am saying, like, if you just take that decision away from the team physician, then you're going to eliminate any perceived conflicts or anything like that. And that's why if you just make it uh, in-game situations that are strictly evaluated by an independent doctor, hopefully that those um, tweaks to the system will put us in a situation where we'll never see what happened the last two weeks happen. Now we, we all know that players, you know, up to coaches, up to uh, front office, GM staff, and, you know, you, you have that experience, are under a tremendous amount of pressure to get wins. How do you put those two things together? How do you 
really try to understand and advocate for player safety, knowing the amount of pressure that everybody in the NFL is under to win and to win now? Well, I think, Kiwi, it's like anything else. Like, you you have to um, be transparent. You have to over-communicate with the player, uh, the player's agent, any other second or third opinion. And, you know, over the last couple of years, because of technology, second and third opinions now, guys, just to take you behind the curtains, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time is just done uh, digitally, where you could send out images being an orthopedic injury or, you know, in this case, you know, brain scans to uh, other experts. And I think really what you want to do is, like, you want to win as many games as possible, but you don't want to do it uh, risking someone's health. And I think the best way to do that is to get the most information possible. Um, in a situation like this, Kiwi, you could send, you know, two scans to a handful of experts um, without him ever getting on a plane. You could set up a Zoom call and say, like, hey, do we all see it the same way? And I know, like, from a GM perspective, and, you know, it happened to us countless times, like, you have to rely on the experts. Like, we are not doctors, and we have to rely on the people that are the experts. Mike, what was your thoughts uh, about uh, Mike McDaniel's comments to the media yesterday? Which one specifically? Well, all of them. Um, You know, it it just it just sounds sounds with all due respect sounds somewhat a little ignorant. You know, he's saying you know he he's he's putting he's putting it all on the medical staff, but yet again, like you know, the eye doesn't lie. We saw what happened. We saw what happened in that Bills game, right? Like, I I just I don't know his his comments just did not. And, and Kiwi and I have been talking about this majority of the show. His, his comments just did not sit well with us. Yeah. No, and I, I did hear him say one thing like, well, it was just a concussion. You know, like a concussion is a very serious injury. And um, I, I don't know Coach McDaniel well. Um, I, I, I think he's a well-intentioned person who uh, probably would want some of those comments back. Um, you know, those are very difficult situations. So um, he is a rookie head coach. But I, I agree. Like there was a couple of things he said too about – how to appear that were were certainly uh, alarming as well. And again, I think we it all goes back to the same thing. Like there should be checks and balances, and there should be situations where you know it's just taken out of the doctor's hands, the the team doctor's hands, or the coaching hands. Like I think John Harbaugh, guys, of all the things I read this week, he, I think what he may have said like really resonated. Where you know Coach Harbaugh is like, look, I've coached for forty years. You know what we saw just made us all uncomfortable and I think what we got to do now as a league is say like okay like again we really don't like the result how do we change this process so it never happens again and to me if you go a little bit the other way and you make healthy players uh ineligible for a subsequent game that's not a great result but to me that's a better result than again having a player because again not all players are the same but a lot of them are so competitive like I feel like the league and the union guys has to almost come up with mechanisms to protect players from themselves. Uh, by and the how, way, uh, go ahead. How, go ahead, Kimi. How, how does how does that happen? Like, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I I appreciate you know what you said and and your perspective. So now, how do we do that? Because in my opinion, we all know what the league is about. You know, people's jobs are on the line constantly people are fighting for these positions on a day-to-day basis whether it's front office or or as players so without without being you know overly dramatic and saying oh fire everybody or this and that like what's a realistic 
change that can be, you know, brought about, you know, I've, so, I've heard some things about, you know, set the player for a number of games or, right. or whatnot. Yeah, go ahead. So like Kiwi, like to me, that's what I would do. I would make the player ineligible for a game or two. Cause like, let's just look at the facts for a second. Like here's, what's really difficult guys about this situation. Like two one back into game against the bills. He played really good and mm -hmm. he was not in the concussion protocol. He spoke to the media after the game. He sounded okay. And he made some throws against the Bengals that were great throws. So, you know, it, it, it's just interesting to look at the facts over like four or five days. Like if we had these modifications, he would have been ineligible, which we all agree is the right thing to do. But he was actually playing good football um, when he was in there, be it the second half against the Bills or the first half, you know, until he got hurt against the Bengals. That's why these situations to me, like that's why you need bright lines because clearly, you know, Medically, there was something wrong with Tua, and yet he played pretty good before you know that second incident happened. Um, and some other things, uh, general manager-wise, uh, with your GM hat, I, I want you to comment on before we take a break, uh, and that is, uh, of course, uh, the teams handling the hurricane. Um, of course, we've got the Bucks later on tonight going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the Jags taking on the Eagles, which I'm probably most excited to watch, of course. Um, and, and Miami obviously already played. Uh, but but your thoughts in regard to how the teams handled the hurricane travel? I know I'm from Miami. You live down there now. You know that all goes into when a hurricane is is fast approaching. You're worrying about your homeowner's insurance. You're worrying about your family. You're worrying about your pet. You're worried about food. You've got to make sure your gas is filled up. You know, I mean, all those things. How do you think that that's going to affect the Bucks and the Jags this week, Mike? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point on all those things. Like impacts people so many different ways. And going back a number of years ago, we we had a hurricane Irma. Uh, at Miami, and it canceled our opening game against Tampa Bay, and it was weird because we went from training camp into a bye week. It was a really difficult situation, and um, we'll see if, how Tampa plays tonight. You know, they got very, very lucky that the storm sort of like went northeast at the last minute and veered from, you know, Tampa to more of the central part of the state like Orlando. So um, I got to think it impacted preparation because you're worried about loved ones and all the things you mentioned, and you know, we'll see tonight, you know, how sharp they are. And, you know, from a mental standpoint, you know, are there MEs, are there, you know, unforced errors? Um, and, and last but not least, um, you know, we've, we've got, uh, we've got a game happening right now in London. It's uh, the Minnesota Vikings going up against the saints. It's all tied up at seven and some interesting news yesterday, uh, before, you know, cause I was contemplating Mike using the Minnesota Vikings in my survivor pool. But, you know, I, I was talking to those that cover the team. And next week, the Minnesota Vikings take on the Bears. And they value that game more so than this game against the Saints. So they, they traveled to London the day before the game. As opposed to the Saints, who've been out there all week getting acclimated to the time zone, getting acclimated to the city, all that stuff. Um, you know, your, your thoughts on that philosophy and in putting the Bears game... In, in a much bigger priority, obviously a division rival uh, more so than the Saints. Your, your thoughts on that perspective and, and, and how they were handling that that game? Yeah, Anita, it's actually, I've experienced, like I've played games in Japan, England. I've been to London multiple times. I don't think there's a right answer. I, I've Some teams will actually fly out Sunday night and just say, you know, we're, we're, we're London this week. We, we are, you know, we're here all week. We're going to eat the food. We're going to drink the water. And 
our bodies by next Sunday, we will clearly know, you know, we'll be fine. Others say, you know what, keep your routine and actually leave Friday night and, and you fly overnight. You wake up Saturday morning and you do like a light workout, walk through, and then you're exhausted. You get a great night's sleep. You wake up, you play, and, and you're gone. So there's literally like two ends to the spectrum. Um, there's pros and cons to both. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Like right now it's 7-7. Cam Jordan just had a big sack of Kirk Cousins forcing a, a Viking punt here. But, um, look, not all games are created equal. I mean, that's just the reality of it, guys. Like, you know, we always used to say division games were a game and a half. So if I'm the Vikings and, and, and I'm juxtaposing the Saints and the Bears, like I, I actually get that. Um, he is Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. This is New York Game Day, uh, brought to you by the Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. Please enjoy responsibly. Also, brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. And Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure you grab a Tullamore Dew during tonight's action. Remember, when it's game time, it's tally time. Please enjoy re- responsibly. And just a reminder, tonight, by the way, you'll be able to listen to the Mets and the Braves. Game three, a must win for the Mets for sure. Right here on 98.7 ESPN, this will be the place. So you can listen to, of course, your Jets game against the Steelers this afternoon and the Mets going up against the Braves later on this evening right here on 98.7 ESPN. We come back. It's my locks of the week. We didn't get them in in the previous hour. We'll do them next. And, of course, we always end the show strong with our predictions for both the Giants and the Jets coming your way next. 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Spoke to Jordan Renan earlier. Leo Williams, Leonard Williams, is out because of a knee. Uh, keep in mind, Tibbs and Ojolari are back, but they are still on a pitch count. Uh, Wandale Robinson is still out because of a knee. Kadarius Toney is out because of a hamstring. As we know, Sterling Shepard is out on IR with a torn ACL. It means Richie James uh, is, my opinion, will be the lead wide receiver, and we'll see how many targets Galladay can get. If, of course, he can create some separation, what we haven't seen him do in two years. Uh, That's the New York Giants injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right. It's time for my locks of the week. Uh, And, of course, this is uh, brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. 
um, and uh, and also by uh, FW Webb and Wheel McLean. Turn to one of FW's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Wheel McLean inventory. Visit FW Webb Wheel McLean to find out a convenient location near you. And also by Slomans. Call 866 Oil Deal to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Gentlemen, it's good to know that our sales department is making money hand over fist. Um, okay, so let's talk about our locks of the week. And of course, they're mine. I went two and one again for a third week. So I'm sitting three, six and three total on the season. And gentlemen, let's start first and foremost with the cards. I like the cards minus one against Carolina. This is a team that plays a lot better on the road than they do at home in the desert. And here's an interesting trend for you. Do you know that the that the under... Uh, Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers are 1-24 against the spread when they allow teams to score 16 points or more. I'm going to repeat that again. Under Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers are 1-24 against the spread when they allow their opponents to score 16 points or more. Again, Cards, a great team. They travel on the road. They're going to win the battle on the offensive line. And also, they're a very blitz-happy team, which does not bode well for Baker Mayfield. Gentlemen, you with me there? Cards minus one against the uh, Carolina Panthers? Anyone? Um, I, I, you know, like for, for, for me, probably a game I stay away from because very, two very up-and-down teams that don't really reflect their records. Um, you know, you go back, Arizona was so lucky to beat the Raiders on that fumble return by Byron Murphy, and Carolina, to me, is probably a little bit better than their record going back even to opening day where that 57-yard field goal by Cade York beat them. So these are two teams for me that are, are tough to understand. So uh, – I don't have like strong conviction in that. Like any outcome in this game would be really like would not surprise me. Yeah, very very similar. I mean, minus one for a reason. Uh, Carolina's at home, so I would I would lean towards them. But if you're if you're feeling it, you know, we'll we'll ride with you on this one. I'll ride with you on that one. Okay, well, good. That's that's good to know. Uh, game number two, and I'm using them as my survivor pick because I already used the Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Philadelphia Eagles. But give me the Dallas Cowboys minus three day against uh, Washington. Wentz sacked nine times against the Eagles. Demarcus Lawrence had three sacks um, last week against the the Giants. I see him coming in, especially uh, now the Washington team. I, I still miss calling them the Washington football team as opposed to the commanders. Uh, now they're on their third string center. So watch out for that. Dallas leads the NFL in 13 sacks. They get Michael Gallup back. Cooper Rush, 90 QB rating, averaging six yards per play. So not bad considering he's a backup quarterback. So I'm on Dallas minus three. And again, I'm using them as my survivor play. Mike, what says you? Well, it's interesting. I, I, I agree with your logic, but here's why I don't agree with the result. Because Ron Rivera is a defensive head coach. I can't imagine they're going to allow Carson Wentz to be in harm's way after both of – I totally agree with you. Like, Washington's offensive line looked awful against Philly, and Dallas's defensive line looked dominant against the Giants. I just don't think there's any way Scott Turner is going to put Carson Wentz in that position, especially given what you just said about the third-string center. So – I like Dallas today, but I, I got to think it's going to be a low-scoring game with a backup quarterback for Dallas, despite Gallup coming back. And I got to think Washington's going to try to run the ball. Kiwi, any thoughts? Yeah, it's easier for me. I'm with you on it. I don't think the Commanders have a chance. I think Dallas is is uh, playing at a much higher level 
Um, so I'll go with you on this one on Dallas. I Pirates. hope I so. It should be Nine, higher than that. Yeah. 910 people entered my survivor pool. There's only 112 of us remaining. So, yeah. and I would imagine that a number of them are taking the Eagles, which I think possibly maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars could upset them today. Well, only time will find out last but not least, give me the Kansas city chiefs plus one against the Bucks uh, again. And, and I'll go back to a conversation you and I had just a second ago, Mike, just, you know, all the, all that the Bucks had to, um, endure this week going down to Miami practicing in Miami coming back to Tampa worrying about their family worrying about their homes worrying about their pets and meanwhile this is a Kansas City Chiefs team a much better offensive line and a healthier toe for Patrick Mahomes than the last time that they played them this Bucks offense has been struggling get this they only have one touch they only have three touchdowns sorry three touchdowns in 36 drives and the offensive line still is not healthy. Uh, they're hoping to get Julio Jones and uh, and uh, and Russell Gage, uh, possibly Galladay back today. We'll see. Uh, but nonetheless, I do like Kansas City later on tonight, plus one. Thoughts? I, I like Tampa because I think Tampa's defense is underrated. So um, I like that matchup a little bit better uh, just in terms of I, th- I had Todd Bowles as my coach of the year, and I think this Buc- Buccaneer defense probably doesn't get the uh, – the headlines they they should get, and I think Tampa's offense will continue to get better. I'm, I'm with I'm with you on this one. I actually just got a text from Spags yesterday, which, which to me says that um, you know he's feeling good and he feels you know very comfortable with with where the team is um, right now. The Bucks have they've gone through you know a lot. They have a lot. I, I do believe in the Bucks long term, but this week I'll go with you on Kansas City. It's interesting you say that because uh, in, in my analysis earlier this week on Daily Wager, I mentioned Spags. And I said, if anybody knows how to uh, beat Tom Brady, it's Spags yeah. and his time with the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it's funny you say that. I, I used that in my analysis on Daily Wager earlier this week. <laughs> I just didn't use it with you guys. Shame on me. Uh, this concludes my locks of the week. Again, it's the Cards minus three at Carolina. It's Dallas minus three at home with Cooper Rush against a subpar offensive line and Carson Wentz doing Carson Wentz things. And it's Kansas City plus one against the Bucks later on tonight. Those are my locks of the week. Good luck this week. Quick break. We come back. We finish the show, show strong, as always, with our, our predictions and our scores for both the Giants and the Jets game next. New York game day, 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. All right, gentlemen, we've got five minutes left in the show uh, to talk about the two games. And let's start with the Giants first and foremost, okay? Uh, because they're here in our own backyard. Giants 2-1 and one, taking on a Bears team. Their offense pretty anemic, unfortunately. Mike, let's start with you. What's your score in this game and why? 3-2. Uh, to two. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the Mets beat the Cubs. Or Yankees beat the White Sox. Um, pitcher's duel. Um, look, it just has all the makings of a very low-scoring game. Um, I like the Giants 10-6, uh, to six, and I just hope that uh, 
you know, from a standpoint of the Giants that they could just protect Daniel Jones so he could get through the year. Um, but this has all the makings of a very, very low-scoring game. The matchup, the quarterbacks, the weather. Kiwi? Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, I went slightly higher, um, although I, I, lo- I love the sentiment. Um, I went 23-16 with the Giants. I just feel like it's very similar. They are going to run the ball. Um, the Giants are going to have – um, some mistakes, but they'll be able to overcome those mistakes because of the uh, lack of quarterback play on the other side. So, Giants twenty three sixteen. Um, I've got I've got Giants twenty three fourteen. Um, again, I think this is going to be a very low scoring game. We had Jordan Renan on earlier. He said a lot of rushing. So Herbert over rushing yards, Saquon Barkley over rushing yards. Um, I just I think this Jets defense is, is really going to be able to to contain uh, Justin Fields, who's been lackluster so far this season. Not a lot of offense, subpar offensive line. Again, I'm with you, Mike. I, I just hopefully this offensive line for the Giants will be able to protect Daniel Jones a little bit more than they did last week against the Dallas Cowboys and give him an opportunity to shine. All right, gentlemen, big game, obviously, for the Jets. It is Zach Wilson's season debut. Mike, what say you? Score, and what are your predictions for the game? Uh, I, I like Pittsburgh because, again, of the tackle situation of the Jets. So um, 24-17 Steelers and uh, hopefully Zach Wilson can protect himself just given, again, the tackle situation. Despite not having T.J. Watt, it's still not a good matchup for the Jets. Kiwi? Understandable. Um, I took the Jets 26-17, and it's very similar. It's the you know lack of production from the quarterback play on on the other team. So the, yes, the, I don't think it's going to be a flawless game by any sense for the Jets. I feel like they're going to make a lot of mistakes, but I feel like they're going to be given gifted you know, many opportunities to put points up on the board, mostly in the form of uh, field goals. Yeah, we had Rich Samini on earlier, and and that conversation with him, guys, huge red flag here. Two things again. Just to circle back, number one, Zach Wilson did not have a good week of practice, and specifically he, he mentioned Wednesday. And number two, him communicating that the guys in that locker room are missing the fact that, that Joe Flacco is starting. That does not sound good to me. So Pittsburgh Steelers, 17-10. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I believe more in this Jets defense than I do, obviously, their offense. And because Pittsburgh is just somewhat anemic on offense as well, um, I don't expect them to put up a ton of points. Again, I think another game where we're going to see a lot of running. Uh, Rich said, if you have uh, Hall and Carter on your fantasy team, absolutely play them. Personally, uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris is de- dealing with a Liz Frank injury. He's averaging less than three yards per carry. When Jalen Warren comes de- comes in, an undrafted uh, rookie running back, he's av- Mike, he's averaging seven yards a carry. When he comes in, he is uber explosive and so fun to watch. I just, I'm, I'm, I, I would imagine if I'm seeing it on the red zone, I'm sure the, the Pittsburgh Steelers coaches are seeing it. I'm hoping we get a, a heavier dose of Warren today to see what he can do because I think that's really what has been an issue with, the, with their offense as well. You don't establish a rushing game. You know this, Mike and Kiwi. Pass protection doesn't work. I mean, um, uh, play action doesn't work. And that's what Mitchell Trubisky needs in order to be successful. So we'll see what happens there. But I've got Pittsburgh winning 17-10. So two very low-scoring games for us all. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.